Hello and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me always is my co-host, Jacob Belleville. Welcome, Jacob. Hello. How's it going tonight? You know what? It's going pretty good. You want to know why? Why? I'm pretty much a champion. Like, technically we haven't finished it, but Grimm's done with all of his players I've got Jamar Chase going. I'm still up by, like, 18. Like, as long as Jamar Chase this week doesn't, you know, fumble, like, eight times, nine times, I should be good. Should be. Somehow he learned to hold on to the ball after that whole white stripe issue. You yeah. Know, catch rookie workouts. I mean, now he seems to be pretty good at holding on to that thing. Yeah, he's pretty good at the football. So Very good at the football, yeah. I'm glad I could grab him in, I think it was like the fourth round of our startup back in uh, 2021. So, Listen, that was a bold pick. Worked out. Worked out, Cotton. It worked out. So, you know, you know, people have been treating me different. I walk around the city of Muscatine. Uh, people, like, open doors for me. They kiss my fingers. They ask me, like... Hey, what does it feel like? What do you do? Like, what kind of training? Like, there's just a lot of questions being asked. And, like, I just didn't realize how much my championships on both sides, like, meant to the city of Muscatine. But it it's pretty big. It's pretty big. Yeah, those ten people that live in Muscatine have to be ecstatic. They are the <laughs> – technically there are 15 because they're the other 15 – well, 14. They're the other 14 people that listen to this podcast. And then there's that one guy in, like, Uruguay or wherever tweets, got that buddy that listens. Well, that's fantastic, and I'm glad you're, you know, obviously you're a big staple of the community. Yep. I, I give back, do a lot of that. I honestly don't know what's next. Um, you know, I've peaked. So... Maybe I just retire. Maybe that's it. So we'll find out. We'll find out a little bit later. So get into it here with my little spiel. Make sure you're downloading, um, getting us a rate and review if you can. We would greatly appreciate it. Our quick hitter, a little somber, but Damar Hamlin, uh, most of us, I assume, are, are watching Monday night big anticipated game between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, T. Higgins, you know, kind of goes across there in the middle. Gives him, like, a little shoulder to the chest. Everything looked fine, and then all of a sudden he, he falls back down, and, you know, next thing we know, I guess we know the rest of the story. He's in the hospital, critical condition. He's at least moving around and whatnot, but what what were your thoughts during, like, were you watching the game? Did you see it? Yeah, I did. Um, you know, it's tough. It's a tough situation because, honestly, it was a pretty routine football play. I mean, seen that happen, I don't know, hundreds of times, even in a season. So, yeah, it just seemed like, obviously, something happened. Obviously, he went into cardiac arrest, so I don't know if it was the impact to his chest at the wrong time or... Like, he had a heart attack on the field, who knows? But, yeah, obviously a scary situation. And then you could just tell, looking at the players, that probably not going to be, you know, in the right mindset, I guess, to continue the game. And so I think they called it, which I think was the right decision ultimately. Um, but, yeah, glad he's doing better, though. Me too. Uh, the big thing that came together was people from all over um, – he had the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive. The goal was $2,500, and that is now over $7.5 million. So, again, a lot of the football community, the fantasy football community, I've heard a lot of stories about people just pooling their money because of, hey, it was a close matchup, or we'll just put it to that fund. A lot of people are supporting, so let's. It's a glad to. I'm glad to see people coming together for 
the good of somebody else. Yeah, and I mean, that's sometimes what happens when you have a shitty situation. People just try and make the better of it. And so that's what happened, and kudos to them. And I just kind of want to talk about this to the league and anybody else who happens to be listening. Um, Again, DeMar is playing this game. Football is a warrior sport. You go out there, you're putting your life on the line every... Like, these people... NASCAR drivers, these people are putting their lives out on the line for our entertainment, whether we see it that way or not, but this kind of shows it, and I just want to express to the league how valuable each breath is and each day on this earth is, and if you're thinking about somebody in your life and you're like, Oh, I'll talk to him later. I'll give him a call later. Just call him now. Like you never know when it, you know, it, it could be the last time, whether it's yourself or them, you know, just don't take things for granted. 2022, um, had, you know, a tough year, you know, Jacob, you had your, your dog pass away. Um, Grim, I know your grandpa passed away who's like one of your best friends. Um, Nate just had his grandma pass away. I had my uncle pass away there. You know, there was a lot of things that happened this year. You know, it's part of life, but also, you know, those who mean a lot to you, you know, keep them close to you, talk to them and just like, just never take each day for granted. So that's just my quick PSA to the league, to anybody who happens to be listening, you know, hold them close. There was a tweet that just came out not too long ago. Peyton Hillis is in critical condition. Um, he was saving his kids from drowning. I don't really know everything around that, but saved his kids. Um, you know, as a father myself, you know, that's all I would want to save my kids. And then whatever happens to me happens to me. But again, things can change quickly. So hold your loved ones close, tell everyone you love them and, you know, take the extra minute. So we're going to be, you know, moving forward. We're not, I don't want to say just going past this. We're, we're just moving forward uh, and going with the show sheet from here. So I want to get into some NCAA news. The Pac-12 is going to consider releasing injury reports next year and selling data rights for sports betting. So sports betting becoming a bigger and bigger thing within the NCAA um, forum. And obviously it's very hard to know who's playing and not, but you can see like just week 18 lines on how the Falcons are favored by like three points, four points or something. It's Tampa Bay. Well, that probably tells you that Tampa Bay is going to be resting their guys because they can't get better than that four seed. So it matters for sports betting and, I will be very interested to see if the Pac-12 does this because if they do it, I anticipate the rest of the NCAA fo- following soon thereafter. What say you, Jacob? It'd be stupid not to do it if they can generate a new revenue stream, like through their data and just even injury reporting. I mean, you're not going to put – what are you going to do? You're going to build a bigger stadium to put more people in the seats? TV contracts keep getting bigger. That's where most of the money is. But if you can get incremental money by just selling your data and giving injury reports, that's easy. Football team already has that. It's, uh, I think this partly comes from the Pac-12 when, uh, was it Utah's quarterback, Cameron Rising, was out. They had a broadcast. I was on ESPN talking about how great Cameron Rising was and all this stuff. And they, they do the whole, like, 
coaches talk to media before that there's this unwritten rule that we'll, like we'll tell you stuff but you you know you can't talk about it until the broadcast type thing. Well, they didn't tell them that the cam rising wasn't starting. They had all these and they they didn't find out until they go out there and cam rising's not the quarterback. And then the Pac-12 ESPN like they were all pissed at or not the Pac-12, but ESPN and the people there were pissed at Utah for not saying anything, but Utah didn't want to give a competitive advantage to anybody having that chance to get out. So, when I get I get the gamesmanship and like maybe it gets you a win or something, but at the same time, I don't. You can't get enough wins just by like not reporting injuries to outweigh the revenue that you can probably get from the data and like reporting them. I mean, you're you're gonna get paid. That's yep. your ultimate goal. That's why you want to win games, so everybody can get paid. I mean, it, it's a no-brainer to me. The second piece of NCAA news we have here is that the Michigan football program is going to be under NCAA investigation. Reports are saying that's going to come out tomorrow. All they say are minor infractions, but maybe this is just Jim Harbaugh being like, all right, deuces, I am going to go to the Broncos. I mean, does the NCAA even have power anymore? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't know really what the NCAA does. What are they? What? I would charge the NCAA to put their logo on my floor for, like, March Madness. How much do you think you could get from them? I don't know. Started a million. Start a million, we'll go from there. <laughs> So that's about all of the, like, the NCAA news. Uh, senior Bowls, we had a couple people added. Uh, Jacob had McIntosh added to the Senior Bowl, and then Nate had Tajay Spears. Uh, obviously, again, one of your favorites, Jacob, Tajay Spears. Yeah, just a fantastic 190-pound running back. So... Um, going pro, there was a lot. I just wrote down a couple, like Deuce, uh, Jameer Gibbs, uh, was it Marshawn Ford? Who's the Louisville tight end that I'm thinking of here? Ford, all I can think of. Um, Zach Kuntz, Lou Nichols, Keaton Mitchell, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, all those people. I can't remember who I've talked about on here that have... You know, committed, who's not, but those are the names that I tried to keep up with this week. Uh, transfer portal news. Um, we had a couple new ones hit the hit the market here, so give me a second while I pull this up. But Jacob Trey Sanders committed today to TCU. So he will be going there. I th- I like that. We'll see mm-hmm. see how that goes there. Uh, Keen Prather went into the portal. It is now committed to Maryland. And then Sam Hartman went into the portal. Tweet. He's now going to Notre Dame. And then C.J. Williams for a tweet. Uh, wide receiver, freshman wide receiver from uh, USC, also in the portal. So those are. The big ones we have now, the only ones that we have not gone over yet is we're still looking for homes for Eric Gilbert, Corey Rutger, JT Daniels, let's see here, Dante Cephas, EJ Williams, Keaton Slovis, and Spencer Sanders. Some interesting news around... Oklahoma State, just seeing uh, Sanders there. Yeah. Word on the street is that Spencer Sanders wanted to come back. And did you see this too? I saw that, and then I saw, like, a few wide receivers leave, right? Was Bryson Green there? They had, like, five wide receivers jet Yeah, so they're, they're bouncing. And then they've got, I think, one good guy coming in, right? Uh, they have... For they had a running back from Chad's team, uh, Western Michigan, Sean Tyler. He's coming in as a running back. I think I'm thinking about somebody. They brought in, I believe it maybe was Stribling, 
a wide receiver yeah. wide receiver from Washington State. Yeah, that's the one that I saw come in. Um, but yeah, it sounded like Spencer Sanders wanted to come back, and um, what's his name? Gundy. Gundy's like, now nah, we're going in a different direction, which is interesting because Spencer Sanders has been pretty good for them. So yeah, um, very interested to see what. What route? Who else is there? Who? Who else is there for Oklahoma State at quarterback? I don't know. So <laughs> it's probably not a good sign. No. So it's. I mean, it's gonna. It's gonna be a transfer portal guy. But I'm trying to think who's like really out there that's gonna make a difference for him. So who knows? But th- that'll be an interesting one to follow. But. I just saw that, and I was thinking about about that uh, rumors and whatnot. I heard. I don't always believe all rumors, but sometimes when there's smoke, there's fire. And ag- and again, um, transfer portal closes on the 18th. We're here at January 5th, so maybe we'll have some resolution here before too long. Jacob, you want to take away the NFL news? NFL news, NFL says the AFC championship game will be played at a neutral site. If the participating teams played an unequal amount number of games and both could have been the number one seed. Um, I saw some rumors saying that the Chiefs would basically get their pick, whether they wanted a bye first round or if they wanted to pick who they played first round, um, which I thought was actually pretty interesting, but it sounds like they're just going to go with um, a neutral site. Yep, which... I can see things very, again, people being people, fans being fans. This isn't fair. This isn't fair. Like, literally a dude almost lost his life. The NFL is trying to make the best decision for the league and for the playoffs they can during these, I would say, unprecedented times. Like, it's... They're doing the best they can, and I feel like fans and sports media is going to be talking about it in such a way that's like, okay, like let's back so up. That's why, yeah, that's why I did think that like the Chiefs getting their choice if they win this week, obviously, um, between a bye or playing who they want in home field home field advantage would have been like awesome for like fans and sports media because now you have like okay, we want to play this team, and we, we want home field and we want to play this team. Well, that team has, like, bulletin board material. Players are going to be pissed off about it. They're like, you want to play us rather than have a bye? You know what I mean? Yep. I, I thought it would be fun. So, getting into some league news, again, mentioned here, if you had in Week 17, if you had any Bills or Cincy players, our week 18 stats for those players will go towards week 17. Like I said, uh, Grim and I's matchup is pretty much done, but uh, Corey, again, has a pretty big lead and has er, and has some guys going, but I just, I don't want anybody to say, oh, we didn't get a, you know, there's an asterisk, we didn't really get to finish this. It's like, okay, well, we've got an extra week anyways, let's just use them. And we'll, we'll go from there. Um, it was brought to my attention in Section 2.5 of our bylaws that tweet reads a lot. Um, let me quote this. Applies to both college and NFL. At the end of each season, after the championship game, and before any new players are acquired through trade, each team is required to activate players off of IR. If the owner does not activate their players by March 1st, the commissioner will reach out to the owners to make the necessary transactions. Any owners who fail to comply by March 15th will have IR players dropped or activated by the commissioner using his best discretion to maintain the best interests of the league. So, for instance, he wouldn't drop CMC, would activate him, but he, but he dropped Jake Butt. 
So, um, to be clear, the commissioner doesn't want to do this, so please don't make him. If a player is hurt in the spring training or spring workouts, players are not eligible for the IR until after their respective drafts. So, this would be kind of like your, your situation, Jacob, where you had Adam Randall, picked him up, then he tore his ACL. He wasn't eligible to go onto the IR until we finished our draft, so you couldn't draft him with your first pick in the first round, put him on IR, and then pick up more players. Um, The idea of this is so that we are all on, uh, I guess, stable grounds of we're all at 45 total players or less before players go to the NFL, graduate, or we start acquiring more. So going forward at this point, um, since this was also made before fan tracks and we really understood all of it, um, we'll do our best to to cut them before the season ends. Sometimes fan tracks pretty quick to like close everything down. So at that point, just message the league so everyone knows, and I will keep it in our bylaws so I can keep track. Everybody can reference it hey, these people are going to be cut at the end of the season. So if I have – the idea here is if I have five guys on the IR, I am able to pick up five more players through trade, through waivers, what-so-have-it, and then at the end of the year, well, now I'm at 50 guys. While Jacob didn't have any injuries, he's at 45, and then I can trade those pieces, get whatever – return I can. Maybe I happen to pick up Jalen Hyatt and some other guys are going to get drafted that no one picked up. Again, marginal, but still have it in the bylaws, section 2.5. In the notes section at the beginning of the bylaws I have, that is the commissioner's responsibility to keep the league organized and running smoothly, but he's only human and sometimes makes mistakes, especially in a complicated league where there's so many moving parts involved. So it's up to everyone in the league to recognize these mistakes and to make it known to the commissioner ASAP. Any mistakes that go unnoticed is at the fault of everyone in the league, not just one person. Let's all work together to make to make sure we create the best league possible together. So thank you to whomever brought this up to me. Um we haven't been doing it, and now we will going forward. So, Jacob, do you have any, like, clarification questions or whatnot that you, you maybe have so we can make yes, it clear to the league? Yes, just recap. Like, I think I'm two over. Okay. I believe I'm two over. But, so I need to drop two players prior to the season rolling over so that I'm at 45 to, like, start the off season. Correct. Right. And then from there, I can add plus that because, like, throughout the draft, I can get up to 60. Yep. Like, throughout the draft and off season, I can get up to 60. Correct. Yep. So, okay. we, so, so we, we might want to put that in the chat just in the league rather than just on the podcast. Yep. Like, hey, listen to the podcast for the reasoning, but, hey, you all need to do this because there's no way I'm the only person, you know, over. Yep. I think a, a lot. injuries. Yep. I think there are a lot of people so we're doing this and it's about like 10 o'clock at night so i'll probably sometimes this weekend um i'll put it in the chat and then you know mention hey listen to the podcast for the reasoning slash i'll just probably photocopy or screenshot section 2.5 this is what we're doing so and then again i'll reach out to people by you know march 1st if they haven't made any moves because they're obviously not paying attention and go from there so i will say i'm really bummed that i have to drop adrian martinez i thought i thought we had some debbie stuff going there well can't do it <laughs> can't do it um other league news malik willis stats from week 17 he got benched they brought up dobbs like eight days prior he was out on the streets, being just an average Joe. He's thrown like six passes in six seasons. And he goes 20 for 39, 
232 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, three rushes for 12 yards. In comparison to Malik Willis, who's 31 for 61, 276, no touchdowns, three interceptions. However, he's a little bit mobile uh, with 27 rushes for 123 yards and one touchdown. So Dobbs has played in one game. He's almost, he is 11 completions behind Malik Willis and has thrown one more touchdown than Malik Willis. I think that should tell Brett, I think that should tell you all you need to know about Malik Willis. It's not looking good. Um, (laughs) Not looking good, Bob. Not looking good. Grim probably got out at the right time. Got a haul for him. Like, honestly. And, yeah, Brett, I don't know what you do there. You gotta kind of hold on to him. Yeah, not much. He's probably not in your taxi squad. Yeah, I don't remember if he is or not. I don't think so. I think you had to play him. Because, like, I think Brett didn't even have another, like, Superflex guy for a little bit. So he might have brought him up. Oh, boy. This is not looking good, Brett. So going into that game... Willis is the first NFL rookie quarterback in 45 years to throw for less than 100 yards and zero touchdown passes in each of his first career starts. That Thursday game against the Cowboys, I was, I was like, all right, is he going to get 100? Because I had figured with Derrick Henry resting and the game kind of being meaningless, like they would at least roll him out there for reps. He didn't even get that. I figured, like, oh, he might get junk time and be able to get over 100 yards. Dude didn't even get an opportunity. Let's sign a guy off the streets and let's play him. Like, You have to be a scrub to not throw for 100 yards in a start in this day and age. Like, you have to be terrible. So the last person to do this was Randy Hedberg for Tampa Bay. Patrick, you're... Fighting Buccaneers in 1977. That's uh, thanks to at Oppostats on Twitter. So thank you, Oppostats. But yeah, they still lost 27 to 13. So he's he's not really leading the team with the halftime talks, and I don't know how they're going to win a playoff game. I don't know how they're going to beat Jacksonville. If he can't have uh, motivational talks to get the team hyped, I don't know. A team has a lot of holes right now. A lot, a lot of holes. Let's see here. I guess that takes us right into the NFL Week Seventeen Championship game. I mean, Grant, there was a third-place game, but it doesn't look like you want to talk about that at all. You getting a call? I, I, I did. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about third place. I don't want to talk about fifth place. I don't want to talk about seventh place. I don't want to talk about ninth place, okay? This stage was set for the championship. Week 17 recap, Luke versus Grimm. Even with a game basically being canceled, Luke gets the easy championship week dub versus Grimm. Luke, you went from worst to first in a single year. How does it feel to win your first NFL side championship? It feels amazing. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to think of a, of the life experience that I've had, and I just can't think of anything i've been married i've had two kids like this is above both all three of those things like oh for sure like this is amazing it feels great to be a champion um i have cassidy has to call me champ every time she acknowledges me wow i mean well i have her call call me champ champ because double champ you know and um, it it all makes it feel like the trading was worth it. I did a lot of trades. 
I had a vision that in 2024 is when I'd be competing. Um, cause I wasn't sure how much trading that we were going to do in this league. And once Patrick made that trade with me and I got Zeke again, I don't even remember what it was, but at that point I was like, okay, I can't waste Zeke. Like he's going to get me one year or so. And now I need to go. And then I got Nick Chubb and then from Nate. So honestly, it's all thanks to Patrick. Had Patrick not offered me that trade back in the day. And then Calvin Ridley might come back. Yeah. I mean, that that Jacksonville team could be exciting. I got him in in the deal. It's It's wheels up. And I've got nobody but Patrick to thank. To get things rolling there. And then insert Snoop Dogg interview from there. <laughs> All right, next question. You already mentioned that Cassidy has to call you Champ Champ. How does it feel to win both sides of our league in the same year? I mean, have you ever had a boner for like 24 hours? We'll try like, I don't know, for the rest of your life. Like, that's... I've just got this huge boner all the time. Uh, it's... Again, it's all the hard work that goes into it. I want to thank me for all the hard work and dedication that I've put into it. Um, also, it's going to be great story to tell my kids um, every year about the time that their dad won... Uh, I don't know if I'm just the king of seas, the C2C king. I don't know. Uh, just tell them about this story. Uh, it'll live for generations in my family. But, yeah, it, it feels amazing. I, It's hard enough to win one championship, but two in a year, it's incredible. I could only dream about these things. And here it's a re- reality. I'm living it. Fantastic. <laughs> so then, my next question which championship means more to you? The college, the second college championship, because you won college last year, and then you doubled it up this year, and then now you won the NFL championship. Which one means the most? I think this year, NFL means the most, because I went from worst to first. I'm, I'm, I made, and it's harder on the NFL side to, to get NFL talent because like you can build up your NCAA team you can like pretty much redraft reload pretty quick just getting college producers so while it's still hard like it's more manageable than on the NFL side and going from the worst I think I was a two win team last year yeah you were awful yeah I was not good to to a championship this year uh just talks about like you know my managerial skills so but if i were to win the ncaa side next year next year i would say like a three peak you know would be better than a two peak you know on the nfl side or does it lose its flavor as you go along the more you win it's kind of like, eh, i mean a, a lot of people in our league are calling me tom brady and I'm wondering if my next step is to get a divorce and move to Tampa Bay. I'm hoping you're like Michael Jordan and you go to baseball. <laughs> I just maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'll start a fantasy baseball league. Yeah, so I don't have to worry about you for two years, and, and then, then I come back. That come is, back and we can compete. That's a know? good. That's a good idea. <laughs> All right. Next question. Besides Grimm, is there any other manager that you would rather demolish in a championship game? Absolutely not. It's Grimm 100%. It's all Grimm every day. You know, he's out there. You know, I remember in our other league, uh, Saquon Barkley's like four first-round picks. Puts this outlandish price because, you know, Nobody can be bought on his team. 
you know, he's a stickler for the rules. I love him for that. Love him for that. But also, you know, sometimes it makes it a little harder for me as a commish to do things. But, you know, that's that's what we're supposed to do, trying to make this league a great place. But I love, I love giving Grimm a good beatdown. But a very, very close second would be Brett. You may ask... Why Brett? What is he doesn't even yeah, talk he doesn't even like talk in the chat except for like LOL or like look at you know, I just no, want to see if you attack the Chiefs then Brett comes out of the woodwork. All of a sudden he's looking at all the chat messages. Yeah, see Brett would be the only other one just because I wanna know what it would feel like to crush him on the NFL side. Because I you know, I've already done it. You know, on the NCAA side, back-to-back years where I've beat him in the championship. So I just want to know what that feeling would be. I imagine it would feel about the same, but a little bit better because it's on the NFL side. That would be, like, the only other person. Nice. So if I didn't mention your name, it means that I don't find you to be competitive at all, and I'm just going to, like, trounce you. Every year, every game, I should probably be undefeated from here on out. I don't see how I lose a game, like even with bad luck. You might say, well, like, oh, Brett, he doesn't have a great team. He's kind of on the way down. Well, fleece him. <laughs> I don't like the last comments. Um, <laughs> see, I gotta try to start rivalries. All right. Yeah, I know. I know. I think just the fact that we do a podcast for our League of Ten probably makes us a rivalry game for everybody because everybody wants to beat us. All we do is get on here once a week and talk shit. Yeah. Hey, if you want to talk shit, you guys should come and join us on the podcast. We'd love to have you guys on. I love being like playing the heel. It's yeah. fun. I love it. It's even, it's even like even when I lose, it's kind of fun. Like, I've seen people get ecstatic when they beat me. Oh, isn't that the best? Oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, I love it. You know? Well, people don't really get ecstatic for my NCAA team the last two years. It's been pretty easy to beat. Yeah. I, you know, know, I loved it. You put out that poll, everyone wants to see me lose, and you have to watch me, you know, carry around our invisible championship that we we don't have we just have a lot of pride that's all we have money and pride a lot of pride and honestly just a little bit of money which yep. makes it fun no one no one's risking too much actually i had to buy with with all the money i had to buy a wheelbarrow to do like the randy marsh there's no way you bought a wheelbarrow for our league pot oh yeah what's it made out of plywood like <laughs> <laughs> It's made out of styrofoam. Yeah, but it does it does the job. All so. right. All right, so last week we did inspirational quotes. This one isn't necessarily inspirational, but I forgot to do Luke last week, so here's your quote, Luke. I no longer know if I wish to drown myself in love, vodka, or the sea. That's by Franz Kafka. You have what the rest of the league wants. We all have goals to obtain what you have obtained. What's next for Team Luke? What motivates a double champ going into 2023? I think it's just, you know, motivation to try to do it again. You know, I've got a target on my back. Everyone wants to beat me. Everyone feels good once, you know, beat somebody on top. But you got to work harder now that you're on the top. And that's what I'm going to have to do to fend off, you know, the rest of the league. Work harder. I mean, that's a canned answer, but the reality is, is like, what's your whale? What's the whale you're chasing? How are you going to go to war and go into the unknown and realize your true potential when you've already reached it? In year two. Listen, Luke, you're a finished product, okay? Now's the time for the rest of the league to step up and relegate you. You're Bill Belichick. 2022 Bill Belichick. Is this where I leave the league and go to fantasy baseball? 
I'm hoping so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm... I've got to find motivation. I've got to find motivation, but, you know... Just everybody needs to give me bulletin board material so I can put it up uh, in the locker room. And Nate board. will be great at that. Nate's good at giving me bulletin board material. I hope he doesn't give it to you. And I hope you choose to honor your father and go play baseball. <laughs> we'll see what we, we'll see what I can do. Well, we went into bull picks. We don't have Tweet with us tonight. His dog woke him up five times. Poor Tweet. He's got a blue puppy. Woke him up five times. He's like already asleep. He works from home. <laughs> Dude, take a nap over lunch. Take a nap during the day. No one's going to know the difference, Tweet. So, Tweet has actually pulled ahead. He is 25 and 17, while I am in second place at 24 and 18. And Jacob, you are at 17 and 25. Bringing up the rear, kind of like your college team. Doesn't seem like college is your cup of tea. I just, I pick with my heart, not with my head. That's who I am. Big heart guy. <laughs> Big heart guy. Big hugs and kisses. Well, Melanie is one lucky gal. She is. So she doesn't, know, she doesn't know it, but she is. <laughs> I uh, so we've only got one game left. We've got the national championship. We've got TCU, the team of destiny, against Georgia. Jacob, who do you think wins? My head says Georgia, but you're a heart guy. Multiple touchdowns, but my heart says TCU. You're a heart guy, so I hear. I'm going to go TCU and Quentin Johnston, who you traded me, goes for 250-3. This will be a big matchup. Georgia cornerbacks are no joke, so if he can do something, this will definitely uh, bode well for him. He's also going to have to do that because TCU ain't running the ball against Georgia. No one's running the ball against Georgia. Best chance was maybe Michigan to run the ball. They're not here. I mean, I Duggan's going to have to play out of his mind, pick up key third downs, and just chuck that thing to Quentin Johnston. I mean, I, I don't see any other way that TCU wins, but I'm picking TCU. Okay. I am a game behind Tweet. Tweet's not here. So I'm not going to pick. Tweet, when you get to the end, put in the chat who you pick and the total score. Jacob's already solidified third place. I will take the opposite of whoever you take to give me a shot to tie you, and then we'll do a tiebreaker on final score, which I will take the final combined score being 55 points. So, tweet ball is in your court. Who's going to be the national champion? Your final uh, total combined score. I will take the opposite and 55. 55. Jacob's like, I just don't like that math. <laughs> Little known fact, 55 is the most common end of game score in the last, I think it's eight years in college football. What? Boom. That actually kind of blows my mind. I'm going to have to go back and like look at that. So, that's why I pick 55. I'm just doing mental math by threes and sevens, and I'm not getting to 55. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's why uh, sports betting, you want to look at over-unders, and like kind of 55 is around that magic. No, if you really want to win some major money, you bet with your heart. Okay? TCU by 70. Let's go. If you want to bet with your heart, your team could end up looking. If you bet with, if you bet fifty dollars each year, and you were to give twenty five of it to an NCAA side, and twenty five of it to an NFL side, and you draft 
and you trade with your heart, your team could look like Grimm's. Or mine. Or Brett's. I haven't won won anything either. Or Brett's. Yeah. Literally, we all have hearts. We all have things that we like. You just couldn't be my team. Because my heart. Yeah, you have a Grinch heart. Before, before, before he stole Christmas, you got you got oh. the heart that's three sizes too small. Well, I've I've stole Christmas from from you all this year. You all wanted Grim to beat me, which I took his bulletin board material. I can't believe anybody would want Grim to win, let alone against me. And well, I, listen, my wife has had me on a diet since January first, and I just want to know where where'd you take my roast beast. You don't get the reference from the Grinch? No. Th- you watch the movie. Okay. Read, read the book. I'm... He took their who pudding. He took their roast beast. The roast beast. Okay, I will have to read the book. My Grant's got a, a Grinch book. I can I can read it. That'll be my homework. Sure. Maybe we should have Tweet read it. Probably not enough pictures for Tweet. <laughs> but, uh... That... I mean, we pretty much wrap up the season tonight. I mean, that's pretty much a wrap. Um, Jacob, you want to take a couple weeks off? That'd be good. I still have to get... I think I I put out there, like, who I like freshman-wise for running backs. I still need to do wide receivers. I'm, like, 99% there. I'm just, like... I can't decide on a few people, and it, like my list is like fifteen, and it's like I've got eighteen picks. I'm, my list is going in isn't going to be fifteen. You know what I mean? So, yeah. kind of need to dial it in a little bit more, and then I'll put that out for everybody to see, and then we'll go from there. All right. So I think uh, looks like January. Maybe we come back like February second or so. Because that will give us, I think, the Senior Bowl. Maybe we'll just come back the Thursday after the Senior Bowl. That works. So I'll have to figure out when that is. I feel like the Senior Bowl is like the 5th or something like that. Might be. So have to look. We'll, we'll update the league. So we'll be on like about a three, four-week hiatus. Uh, rest up, recharge. Um, it was a grueling season. I know we're all in multiple leagues together, um, and not together. There's, we're in, Jacob, how many leagues are you in? Six. I got a, it was a lot. I mean, I got to cut bait with some of them, especially like, I've got a few redraft leagues I've been in since high school. And the, like, the dues are like 85 bucks, which doesn't sound like much, but it starts to add up when you're in six leagues, and so I got I got to cut back a little bit. Especially, there hasn't been a trade since 2015 in that redraft league. Oh. So, it, like, draft a good team or you're just out. Yep. I'm also in six leagues. I count, like, the C2C league as, like, two leagues because, like, you have to do twice, twice the work. So, yeah, I'm in six leagues, and I'm – burnt out I'm burnt out a little bit so just rest recover and we'll come back just so the league knows I am not burnt out I'm hitting my stride I would like to get some trades done I'm about to drop two guys tonight into the chat on our league page so that I'm following the rules but then once off season starts I've already got three trades lined up let's get a few more Woo, three trades. Love it. I think I've already talked about them in previous episodes, but... Perfect. Well, guys, I mean, I'm just burnt out from whooping y'all's asses on both sides. So, you know, just come to me if you want to trade. I'm sure I have something you want. Just let me know. I'm just going to... It already sounds expensive. <laughs> you know that's what that happens uh when you win championships 
your team prices go up as if they're eggs. You know? That's kind of rude. So, my eggs may have been 33 cents. It's like that uh, high V cart I showed. It's like, oh, actually this cart's actually three dollars not not one dollar like it says listen if you knew probably what that product costs to get it into the store you'd be like yeah i'd charge three bucks too on that part <laughs> what did you think when i posted posted that because i was like oh this is right up jacob's alley this is high v stuff um honestly the first thing that hit me was like that many carts of just christmas product means that we shipped and ordered wrong um to be like to have it marked down like that like they're taking it at a they're getting a loss i mean they probably bought those one dollar baskets for buck 58 so you're losing 58 cents on every single package you didn't sell during the holiday and it kind of it kind of made me sick to my stomach a little bit you want to know what's even better that was just one side on the other side there were other carts so there's like not good. four or five other carts that's not good, and that's literally like something my job needs to work on figuring out. Should take it like look what I found on Twitter, and this is a fantasy football reference, but it we need to take care of this. You'll get recognized, and a big bonus coming your way. Well, it's it's not beneficial to the store. It's not beneficial to Ivy as a whole. Like that's one store. Think we have three. We have two hundred and eighty-five stores that are big. What if they're all experiencing the same thing? That's not good. No. So that's something that needs fixed. And it we, actually, like, it made me sick to my stomach. And we've got two heavies here in Muscatine, so who knows what the other one was doing? Like, I wasn't angry at you, but like, it made me angry. <laughs> like, what? no one's at fault. No one's to blame. We got to get it fixed. All right. Well, I'm sure everyone is thrilled about our heavy. Talk, and I doubt even everyone saw my tweet, even though I posted it in the chat. So that's going to do it for us. Uh, that's going to do it. Wrap up our 2022 NFL season. Um, yeah, what a, what a year! Couldn't have ended any better for me. No, it really couldn't. Good night, and always remember. To start your studs. Literally, I'm giving you the blueprint. It'll help you win championships. I did it. It worked. The other the other blueprint is trade Luke your studs. Good night. <laughs> Bye. See ya.